if we believe we are limited in any way, as a body, as anything, then we're moved by the forces of desire and fear. And that's a very unstable, vulnerable, insecure place to find yourself. But it never is true. It never is true that you are defined, limited at all. The meaning-making machine we call the mind draws imaginary lines, instantly creates stories to manufacture a sense of security and what it's always doing is applying conditions. The relative, the conditional, can only ever attempt to capture reality. And you can be sure that anything the mind can come up with is only something synthetically created and not the true flavour of reality. We're so used to going along with the mind's assumptions, ideas, beliefs. So we have to step back, so to speak, and begin to see clearly in going beyond mind to what is already here, what is already true, all the qualities of true self are unveiled. Words are seen to only attempt to describe what is, and what is is obviously beyond words. Then what is pointed to, no matter what is pointed to, shares the same nature, and therefore you can celebrate every expression once you know the truth of every expression once you realize that no expression can define you can limit you can confine you can imprison you then you recognize that all of that is you knowing yourself none of it is out of place once you recognize the nature of what already has a place in you and as you you know awakening is only the appreciation of the nature of I and that any expression of I is only the same ultimately so you are already and always immersed in and as this immediacy and intimacy of what you truly are feel into what you already know deeply total unknowing mind-based unknowing leads to absolute knowing yeah the typical perspective is I know exactly what's going on here. The mind desperately wants to tell itself it knows what's here because then it feels stable, feels like, right, got this under control, know what I'm doing here. And it will throw all sorts of stories to confirm the fact it knows what is go what's going on here. <laughs> and there is no thing that the mind can possibly say in any way, on any level of subtlety whatsoever, what is going on here. <laughs> There's nowhere to stand. Actually, that's the true safety. All of it is actually a total, total, indescribable, miraculous occurrence. Quite literally, because it can't be nailed down in any way. When you're resting as reality, beyond concepts, words, without being misled in any way, without believing anything the mind is saying about it being otherwise, about without dreaming something else, just resting as what you are, there is just there's no doubt whatsoever there's um, a knowingness which just isn't sayable resting knowingly in, in what you are and there's no questions there's, it's just so obvious there so look at your experience with inquisitiveness and curiosity and you realize that the mind's distorting things in a multiplicity of ways and you start to see the game it can start with the unknotting of these ideas and what you've believed yourself to be releasing what's not true let's just look at nature it just unfolds itself perfectly absolute intelligence intelligence beyond what we can imagine and there's nothing to suggest whatsoever that you aren't part of that perfect unfoldment intelligence you absolutely are so you are unfolding in perfect ways as this expression as well you get to enjoy the expression you get to enjoy this character and the expression and the way it unfolds reality has its own pull back to itself you know it never really leaves itself and it sort of pulls itself back into alignment with itself back towards its knowing of itself as love in its total lack of distortion it seems to just be a natural process of unknowing what we think we know which naturally then resolves the problems we think we have it's fine to have stories and ideas and play with them but as far as seeing the truth of reality don't accept anything the mind has ever said or could ever say. 
You're listening to the Non-Duality Podcast. This is Nick Hyam from nisagayoga.com and here with me is Paul Dobson. The mind is a conjurer, you know, it's a, it's a magician. It creates, it conceives. What is it that is created? What is it that is conceived? It's only ever a shape applied to what is so what is is this infinite indivisible non-substance let's just call it reality all its thoughts all its conceptions are just definition characterization applied to that you don't have to stay with the the current explanation the current shape you can you can stay there you can stay focused on that you can also expand your focus and question, inquire into the shapes applied. The mind draws imaginary lines. Don't assume that there is a mind or that you have a mind. What is the mind? What, what can we say for sure? What can we say we know about the mind? The mind is thought and thought is conception only beyond which we find not ultimate explanations, conclusions on the level of mind, but this inherent knowing, awareness, consciousness, yet none of those words. Total unknowing, mind-based unknowing, leads to absolute knowing. And that isn't quite true, because there is no movement away from absolute knowing. But you could say it unveils absolute knowing. Unknowing is deep knowing. And there are thoughts perhaps that say, well, that's, that's a vulnerable place to be. And then the mind instantly creates stories to manufacture a sense of security. Because that's really what the mind's purpose is. It manufactures stories to create security, just that. Yeah. The typical perspective is I know exactly what's going on here. The mind desperately wants to tell itself it knows what's here because then it feels stable, feels safe, feels like, right, got this under control, know what I'm doing here. And it will throw all sorts of stories to confirm the fact it knows what is go what's going on here. <laughs> and there is no thing that the mind can possibly say in any way on any level of subtlety whatsoever, what is going on here. <laughs> but there's nowhere to stand. Actually, that's the true safety. It's only from a mind's perspective, you know, the usual identity we take as human beings being in a world, you know, I'm standing on a solid thing. I'm a thing standing on another thing. That perspective, from there, it looks terrifying to have no ground to be the groundlessness as well. It's like, what? So don't settle for anything would be my point. It's fine to have stories and ideas and play with them for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. We do it all the time and I do it every day. But as far as seeing the truth of reality, don't accept anything the mind has ever said or could ever say. You know, there's not a technique to this. It's just, just kind of look at your experience with inquisitiveness and curiosity just releasing what's not true, which turns out to be all of it because it can't, you can't put any of it in words. So that while that fact remains, that is the fact. You know, you are that knowing. You are reality experiencing itself in, in infinity of ways, essentially. But as far as, you know, we have this day-to-day -day life experience where we feel, you know, separated from reality a lot of the time and... I feel like we are these bodies and these bodies have kind of problems and the stories that go with it. This is difficult to see for a lot of us. What are you talking about? I can give you a billion different reasons as to why that's not the case. There's wars, there's famine, there's all this kind of stuff. And I feel miserable today. <laughs> so um feels like this, to give it a name, this person, this body, whatever, this human being, 
through this mechanism of the mind seems to knot itself up because every time thoughts are believed in a bit more knotting occurs and a bit more knotting and we end up as kind of a, a knotted bit of reality and it's like reality cannot wait for the opportunity to jump into this kind of puppet creation of itself <laughs> to, for a lack of better words and just jump into it it's like the, the divine reality itself wants to jump into its own creation of itself which is of course it's it's knotted up itself <laughs> but it wants to jump into it and then just completely fill it yeah and we find ourselves getting lost in experience preferring one experience over the other seeking or fearing certain experiences and having to do that whole micromanagement of of experiencing which is really tiring actually really ideas are always to some degree desire and fear based all ideas if you consider just consider any idea spontaneously effortlessly an idea will come to mind and if you inquire somewhat you'll find that that idea is subtly or grossly characterized by desire and fear grasping and aversion desire and fear create the perception of duality in their vehicle is the conceptual so desire and fear split reality this will bring me pleasure this will bring me pain in some way i prefer up and down in some way i prefer left and right in some way right is not so good not so pleasurable not so desirable so just be watchful of those ideas that come to mind and see how there's always this sort of undercurrent of grasping and aversion and desire and fear are based on the premise of lack we desire because we don't feel whole i desire this thing that isn't here now because i'm deficient i'm lacking in some way i need this to complete me and we fear because we believe we are finite and there are certain things that can destroy me but if fear and desire are only conceptual only stories and you are absolutely safe and the nature of reality isn't desire and fear but love then you are whole you are complete you are love looking for love and you only actually have ever have here there's no there there's only ever here and you only ever have now so if you're going to find love then you only need to look to here you only need to settle into this presence this now and that's great that's fantastic news that's amazing news love must be present in the intimacy and the immediacy of your existing experiencing so if you look beyond the descriptions and to go into the actual essence of what is described it's to be found here and now you're always here and this here is not a place not it's not a location you're always now and this now is present it's not a time it is the absolute intimacy and immediacy of what you truly are yeah the thing about the love <laughs> the love doesn't have a form it doesn't have a final form that you go oh right no it should only look like that that's that's what it literally means to have unconditional love no conditions it's not conditional on something being one way or the other to put words on it is a love that transcends all of it while embracing all of it so it's you know it embraces the light and the dark and through its own love for itself allows itself to believe that it is other than love you know that's unconditional love it's it's like a, a parent that's watching their child and it knows it's you know it knows it's going the wrong direction with things it's going in a, into a direction that's only going to lead to suffering but because of the love it has for the child for the absolute love and it knows the child needs to explore and come to its own conclusions <laughs> it, it allows the child to go and do what it needs to do to realize the lessons that come from that and ultimately come back to itself 
uh, I've heard it said like um, James James Lowe, the Dzogchen teacher, says we are children of the Dharmakaya. And while we are the Dharmakaya, we are perceiving ourselves temporarily as a child of the Dharmakaya simultaneously while being the Dharmakaya, you know. Because the Dharmakaya is so, so loving, so unconditionally loving and so wise beyond all wisdom, it knows just let the children play. It will come back. They'll be fine. <laughs> and that's what we, we are doing. We, we're distorting our original nature in all sorts of ways. As um, in the law of one, Ra says, you are choosing to dance in eccentric patterns through time and space temporarily, essentially. You know, we're very eccentric in our patterns is probably a nice way of putting it. You can see a microcosm of this. You see, look at a flower and it just gives itself. Just, It's not holding on, it just gives itself. Reality is like one massive flower, one massive firework. It just goes, I'm just giving myself totally. What Let what happens, happens. And, it's, and this is the result. Distortion is allowed. It's all held within reality, but it's it's and yeah, it has its own pull back to itself. Reality, you know, it never really leaves itself, and it sort of pulls itself back into alignment with itself. <laughs> you have a certain amount of life experience, and you realize these things hurt, and you realize that the mind's distorting things in a multiplicity of ways, and you start to see the game. And the automatic unfolding is back towards the alignment of love with itself in its knowing of itself as love in its total lack of distortion. <laughs> and the the thing about that is, is always that you see that the distortions will always love as well. That's all of the, the light and the dark were love. Absolutely. Nothing captures this unconditional love because it's unconditional to capture it somehow some way would be to apply conditions and this is what the the meaning making machine we call the mind does it captures well apparently it captures love draws these lines in uh, puts clothes on this love frames it in a certain way and what it's always doing is applying conditions the mind will say, if I do this, if I do that, then I will find, I'll become this unconditional love that is reality. But you're investing in conditions. So that's a contradiction. You're contradicting yourself, innocently pursuing that direction. You're pursuing, another way to say it is, you're pursuing absolute reality, but you are investing your attention in the relative world, which is the mind. So it's not about the relative, it's not about the conditional. The relative, the conditional, can only ever attempt to capture it. The mind is not the director, as if it has a will of its own, as if it has agency, autonomy, as if there is a doer, a little man or woman behind the eyes directing the show. I mean, that's just the stuff of cartoons, isn't it? Yet you believe it's true, so question that. There's no director. There's no doer. In your exploration, you never really leave yourself. You just don't. You can't. It doesn't matter what clothes you put on, what direction you go in, whether it's forward or backwards or left or right or back to the past or into the future. You are present, you're here, and you are the shining, the emanation of truth, showing yourself as every experience right now. Feel into what you already know deeply in going beyond mind to what is already here, what is already true. All the qualities of true self are unveiled yeah totally and when you start looking into it maybe you meditate maybe you inquire maybe you take psychedelics maybe you just have some spontaneous explosive realization but there's one way or another either quickly or more slowly that the string on that knot is pulled 
and the knot starts to unravel itself. Reality never leaves itself, even knotted or unknotted, you're always reality. And it's like the more you start looking into your experience and the more there's that allowance of vulnerability, that unknotting seems to start happening. It's like someone is just gently pulling that thread and it's unknotting more and more and more. And it's can't, you know, it's like a perfectly done knot where you just pull at the thread and it starts to unknot. And it's just gently pulling, gently pulling that thread. And it just starts to unravel, unknot. And the more it unravels and unknots, it's like reality rushes in. It's like you're a hose and that's done up in a knot. And then someone's undone the knot and then it just rushes through. It's like the hose always contained water, but the water wasn't allowed to freely flow through it. And that's kind of how this seems seems to really fully bloom in itself reality it seems to bloom in itself as what you are and the more that string is pulled the more you open up the more that flower just blooms naturally it can start with the unknowing it can start with the unknotting of these ideas and what you've believed yourself to be i could be sitting here and have some sense that i have an idea how i got here and what this is and what is going on and the mind will kind of come in and say, come up with suggestions. It's an expert at coming up with suggestions. It's um, it's like some kind of spell checker. He's like, did you mean this? <laughs> you know, it's like always going, did you mean this? I mean, I, I think it might be like this, like super hyperspeed suggestions coming through with so seamlessly. It's that clippy again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that little clip. Looks like you're writing a letter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's basically. It looks it looks like reality might be you're a human being in a world, or maybe you're a soul incarnating in a body. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about how you're behaving right now? In case you might get reincarnated to a place where you don't want to be, have you thought about that? <laughs> we might as well call him Maya for now because he just he's got some ideas, isn't he? And he's like, let me just create a little world for you here. Uh, you appear to not know what's going on. Let me just quickly create a world for you here where you know exactly what's going on and so you just undercut you just pull the rug out from any of these ideas so and you land on anything and no matter how profound sounding just pull the rug out from under it go nope you know like that old that old um phrase like you know if you see the buddha in the road kill him you just you never see the buddha so just keep killing the buddha at every level just pull the rug out again okay so this is the absolute expressing his form. Nope, pull the rug out. <laughs> Any description. So you've got nothing. And the mind will keep sending them forwards. More, maybe more profound, maybe more subtle. And it's like the mind's like, oh, I must, it must be one of these things. Come on. And uh, no, it's nothing. It's nothing the mind could ever say. Nothing. So keep every time the mind sends up a suggestion, pull the rug out from underneath it and go, not that. Nope, not that. Not that. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And you get better and better at kind of seeing this happen until the inconclusive free fall of infinity. There's no way you can wrap that up and put it into words. And that's kind of the joke of it. Yes. Reality can't be put into words. So this is the process of negation, exclusion, elimination. Not this, not this. This is a very good starting point because it brings so much clarity we're so used to going along with the mind's assumptions ideas beliefs so we have to step back so to speak and begin to see clearly and there's also the realization i am this i am this because if words are seen to only attempt and the important word there is attempt to describe what is and what is is obviously beyond words then what is pointed to no matter what is pointed to shares the same nature and therefore maya isn't merely illusion it's creativity it's expression it's the celebration of infinite potential and even if you haven't recognized yet that you are reality then you acknowledge that Reality is all there is. Life is all there is. And even if that hasn't become clear, you recognise that everything you know is a part of life. Okay, start from there. Everything I know 
is a part of life, is a part of reality. Now let's just take it up a notch. How can anything you know, any experience be out of place? How can any experience not have a place in awareness? You, you know you're aware. Simple. You're aware. So what hasn't got a place in your awareness? What hasn't been permitted into what you are? Because it turns out that you are that. Why shouldn't you, reality, know yourself by means of this expression we call the body? But don't stop there. Go into that sense of I am. Delve into that sense of I am that seems to be felt here. Before any artificial characterization, before any identity, any qualification gets attached to the I am, I am this body. When I say I am, I'm talking about the true knowledge that you are, not the intellectual knowledge, as we've been saying, but the deep recognition, the felt sense of being, the knowing, the deep knowing that you are, that you exist. What's really important and useful in this inquiry is to make the distinction between what seems to be true and what is truth. In the UK, food labelling regulations dictate that two different words are used. Flavoured, so that's the taste of the real, and flavour, which is synthetic. Orange flavoured sweets derive their flavour from real oranges. But orange flavour sweets are synthetically flavoured. So true knowing is in accordance with reality, is the flavour of reality. It's not flavoured with a concept, something the mind has created. Are you tasting the flavour of reality or are you tasting a synthetic version of reality? And you can be sure that anything the mind can come up with is only something synthetically created and not the true flavor yeah these thoughts these ideas about our whole situation what our life is doing all of that kind of thing has that kind of chemical uh, artificial flavor to it <laughs> when you look really look at it you're like wait a minute yes yeah, when you're resting as reality Beyond concepts, words, I say, you know, this is difficulty with language. As I say, when you're resting as reality, you always are. <laughs> when you are knowingly resting as reality, without being misled in any way, you could say. Just resting in your obviousness without believing anything the mind is saying about it being otherwise. about Without dreaming something else, just resting as what you are. There is just, there's no doubt. There's no doubt whatsoever. The flavor is full. You can taste that. That is the real thing. It's not. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be described. It doesn't need to be explained or described or you don't need to ask any questions about it. This is the interesting sort of the the arc of, you could say, a, a spiritual spiritual path for a lot of people. Um, it, it starts off with a lot of questions. Loads and loads of questions. And I need to get from A to B. I'm in duality. I need to get to non-duality. <laughs> and there's lots of questions about it. And then, you know, you can see the videos online of people asking, asking teachers question after question after question. So many questions at every possible layer of mundanity and profundity. Just question after question. But these questions kind of tire themselves out and eventually you may reach this point where you're resting knowingly in, in what you are and there's no questions. It's, it's just so obvious there. It's not that you can kind of then go, well, guys, it's like this. You know, you can suddenly reel off this speech which says exactly how reality is. It's it's not like that. It's There's um, a knowingness which just, as I said, just, it isn't, isn't sayable. I think it's why um, people like Raman Al-Hashi very rarely spoke because <laughs> he realised the absurdity of of the attempt to put 
this uh, inexplicable infinity into words that will not be misleading for people. And it's, you know, it's basically, it's an impossible task, but you can try and be artful with it and not mislead people is the, probably the best you can do. But uh, no doubt, no questions. And therefore all that is left is knowing. The real flavour, the real orange, <laughs> to go with your metaphor. You know, you tasted that real orange and you know the fakeness of the fake orange flavour. You just know that's not it. So you, that, once you've tasted the real orange, you go, ah, that's what an orange tastes like. <laughs> it's not this orange, you know, orange aid or something. So yeah, it's, you come to this totally in your own way and it's like reality has set itself these infinite kind of storylines of unfoldment back to itself and you are one of those storylines and eventually the storyline unfolds itself out you know it's like a i've heard it said it's like a karmic wind-up doll that eventually tires itself out and all that's left is the knowing resting in itself but yeah the the true flavor of reality i like that it's the truth the orange is the true flavor (laughs) yeah the true flavor of reality is what you taste now so you're tasting reality now that is to say you are tasting yourself it's not an imitation it's intimate it's immediate so for example as a way to fill into this feel the warmth of let's just call it a body you know that label body that word is like a synthetic truth beyond the label body you feel the warmth of not the body but the warmth of being what that word being points to you're feeling the warmth of being right now this immediate intimate beingness that you know so well and that's truth this is truth because you're after the absolute, you're after the ultimate truth, final realisation. That's what you're after. You won't settle until you find home. To use a metaphor, you're after the sun. Where's the sun? Must be elsewhere, must be in the future, must be the result of some kind of long and arduous journey. Where's the sun? Where's the absolute? What you feel right now, the warmth of your being, not the body's being, but your being, this warmth is the warmth of the absolute. It's just like feeling the warmth of the sun. The mind will say, oh, but the sun is millions of miles away. But what you feel, what you intuit is this immediacy of truth it's not anywhere else but here because it's what you are ramana maharashi said find out what is immediate intimate instead of trying to find out what is distant and unknown find out what is immediate and intimate it's the immediacy the intimacy of what you are and that is truth because the sun and the sun ray are inseparable they're one they're not two and the warmth of the sun ray is the warmth of the sun the warmth that you feel as a consequence of the sun ray is the sun itself you are the sun you are that true self the sun And you're feeling yourself now. You're feeling yourself as this warmth. And that's true knowing. This warmth is in accordance with reality. The other kind of knowing, the pseudo-mind-based knowing, is dissonant in nature, not resonant in nature. It's not genuine knowing. It's a synthetic version of this warmth of being and it says oh what you're feeling is the the warmth of the body just disregard that you're feeling the warmth of your body just move on look elsewhere keep searching in truth you feel the warmth of being 
you feel the aliveness of consciousness. Isn't that amazing? You feel right now, you feel, you know you're alive. Or I can say that in another way and ask a question. Are you alive? Yes, of course I'm alive. Okay, yeah, that's no big deal. Of course I'm alive. Yeah, move on, keep searching. Find what is distant and unknown. That can't be it. Are you alive? Yes, I'm alive. Okay, so go into that knowing of your aliveness. And that aliveness is the knowledge of reality. You could say the movement of reality felt here in this immediate, intimate presence. This is the presence of reality, this intuited aliveness, this visceral warmth of being. So don't look anywhere else. Don't search in the distant future, in an unknown place beyond here and now. Just delve into this aliveness. Feel into this warmth of being. Stop there. Rest into that knowing, that knowledge, true knowledge of aliveness, which is equal to reality. You know you're alive. Isn't that a miracle? You, you get to know that you're alive. How do you know you're alive? Oh, because I was born at such and such a date. Again, that's synthetic knowing. That's not the true flavour of reality, is it? It's a story. It's a narrative. It's a concept. It's a thought. It's a suggestion. So disregard that and come back to here and now. How do you know that you're alive? Because I, I feel alive. Okay, go into that deep dive into that knowing. Yeah, I mean it's it's um, it's so obvious that it's it's always overlooked. So you know you're alive. That is the knowing. Actually, it's not a mind based knowing. It's not you don't have to think your way into. Am I alive? I don't know. Better take a philosophical look at this. It's not like that. You don't need to take it apart and go oh. Well, what does it mean to be alive? You know, it just it's are you experiencing right now? Yes. Okay, good. You could say that you're experiencing. You are experiencing now. And that's as alive as it gets. You are experiencing. There's the core fact there. And that is, you know, that's synonymous with knowing. Experience is synonymous with knowing. Not the stuff in experience. It's not. No, there's no way of putting this without sounding like the stuff in experience is separate, but it's not the ideas in experience <laughs> that is the core fact. Those those are ideas, those are outpourings of the core fact, but they're not, they themselves refer to a an untruth. Where it's just the absolute, yes, <laughs> but there's like, there's an inherent inherent beauty and, and meaningfulness beyond words to these expressions that we call human beings, that we arbitrarily call human beings. They are like flowers waiting to bloom. They're like all of the experiences in your life, the bad, the good, in between, are just like fertilizer for that flower that's blooming. You know, it's all collected. None of it is wasted. And you sort of start to re-know and that original knowing but the beauty is it's not just you know yourself as reality you know yourself as reality as this expression and i think there's something incredibly beautiful there it's not just i am reality full stop done you know it's like i get to be reality as this expression knowing itself i mean you don't lose who you are but you get to be you as reality knowingly and that's like the blooming of this amazing, very unique, but perfect expression of reality. It's like the flower has bloomed all on the same tree. As I've said before, you are a flower on the tree of reality, you could say, and it's bloomed. And that is you. Yet you're not separate from the tree. You are the tree. <laughs> and there's something, there's something in that which I feel is so rich and amazing and life affirming. That is, is incredibly beautiful. It seems to just be a natural process of unknowing what we think we know, which naturally then resolves the problems we think we have and then 
reality cannot wait. It's like the divine cannot wait to just saturate itself knowingly your being. You know, it's, it's like, of course, it's always saturating everything. It's, that's all that exists. But knowingly, I mean, that deep knowing, not an intellectual knowing, but that deep knowing just where like, ah, oh, yes, here I am. Like, I, was, I was in a dream. I thought I was something separate. It's not like you turn into some blank, boring, pious nothing. But reality is shining through you. Yeah. Reality knows what it's doing. <laughs> you, you know what you're doing. So how can, if you are reality then, I mean, come on, we're talking about the ultimate. <laughs> how can there be any mistakes in what you are, as what you are? You don't have to somehow bypass this emanation, this particular emanation of what you are. You can celebrate every expression once you know the truth of every expression. You are already and always immersed in and as this immediacy and intimacy of what you truly are. You're never immersed in, locked inside a person, an individual. You're always abiding in this uncaused immediacy, this self-intimacy. And the invitation is to delve into that. We don't have to call it awakening. It's kind of unhelpful to talk about awakening and, and enlightenment and awakened people, enlightened people as if they've arrived somewhere. It's not about arriving. You know, awakening is only the appreciation of the nature of I and that any expression of I is only the same, ultimately. So discern that and celebrate how you appear, how you present yourself. There is no conclusion and you don't need conclusions. You don't need a conceptual ground on which to stand. The good news is you're falling. And the good news is there's no ground. There's no ground you're only ever falling into yourself. You're only ever falling in love with yourself because when there's not a knower and the known, duality collapses, dissolves. There's the falling in love with yourself, falling into love and love is yourself. Yeah. No, well said. That's lovely. It starts to be seen that this is an opportunity then for reality to know itself in this way, not as you as something else, <laughs> not as you as a plant or a dog or a cat <laughs> or another human being that you want to be like, is you like this, this expression. You've never left reality, but this is an opportunity for reality to know itself as this particular expression you might call you sometimes. And there's something about that, this pure celebration it seems to have, it, like you say, it totally knows what it's doing. It knows what it's doing. Uh, so you can take that fact on board and just, first of all, relax because it's okay. The whys and the hows and the mechanisms are inexplicable. Let's just look at nature. It just unfolds itself perfectly. Absolute intelligence. Intelligence beyond what we can imagine. Just perfect unfoldment. And there's nothing to suggest whatsoever that you aren't <laughs> that part of that perfect unfoldment intelligence. You absolutely are. So you are unfolding in perfect ways. As this expression as well, you get to enjoy the expression. You get to enjoy this character and the expression and the way it unfolds. And so here is the opportunity, reality knowing itself as this in its full celebration of life. It just seems like one big firework display. And it gets to really celebrate itself by fully knowing itself in every single little part of its own firework display. And that's just like the full enjoyment, the full ecstatic enjoyment of its own firework display, enjoying itself from every single possible angle, <laughs> going, oh, what a better look at that. Let's have a look from over here and over here and over here. And then knowing itself as the celebration itself. From that perspective, it's a very, it's, it's rather wonderful and enjoyable because i think there's this idea and it doesn't resonate with me uh anymore this idea that there's just kind of this absolute and then there's nothing else to be said you know it's like 
yeah, I, I, I totally understand the truth of that. <laughs> but there's this, clearly this celebration of the absolute. This is the absolute celebrating itself. It's not like the absolute like slipped and fell down a hole and now here it is. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, this is how it looks. This is how it sounds. This is how it smells. It's just a full, full comprehensive, full spectrum celebration of, of itself. How many different ways can I be known? How many different ways? In what situation can I, apparent situations, can I put myself in and, and even know myself through that? Even through this pain, even through this suffering, can I remember and know who I am even there? Can I spot that? Can I spot myself there? Can I fully integrate the love of myself back into that experience so I know myself there? There's no, and realizing there's no darkness there, realizing that it's, I exist even here. I my love knows no limitations, no bounds, knows no amount of apparent darkness. It knows everything. It 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 saturates everything. And then it knows itself through those experiences. And I think there's um something very rich to that. There's something incredible to that. Like, can you know yourself in the darkest of places? Yeah. However, it's very hard to enjoy and celebrate this expression if you believe you're limited this way if you believe this expression defines you if you haven't discerned its true nature yeah because then we if we believe we are limited at, in any way as a body as anything then we're moved by the forces of desire and fear and that's a very unstable vulnerable apparently insecure place to find yourself but it never is true it never is true that you are defined limited at all you're always actually naked because concepts are hollow totally insubstantial there's nothing to thought you don't even have to um redefine yourself oh now i'm the absolute now i'm the true self that too that too <laughs> You know, see, see what <laughs> you can on. do with that identity. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I am attracts qualification. It, it desires to become and to be something. I amness won't just settle. It won't just self-abide. Look, it's very sort of normal and natural. Actually, it turns out, even though it doesn't seem this way, it's very normal and natural for that I amness to then blossom and become and say, I am this, I am that. So once you become acquainted with this I amness, then you recognize that any blossoming of you, I amness, it isn't wrong, it isn't out of place, it isn't a mistake. Once you realize that no expression can define you, can limit you, can confine you, can imprison you, then you recognize that all of that is you knowing yourself. All of what gets attached to this I amness is you knowing yourself. You're just seeing what you can do with yourself. None of it is out of place once you recognize the nature of what already has a place in you and as you. As reality, you're never deluded. And as reality, you never forget yourself because you only ever know yourself it looks like forgetfulness or it feels like forgetfulness it feels like you're just wandering around in the dark what's that phrase pissing in the dark <laughs> pissing in the wind in the dark in the wind pissing in the wind <laughs> pissing in the dark in the wind i mean that's that's our plight isn't it that's that's our setup we set into sent into human life that's our that's our situation pissing in the dark in the wind and expecting not to come out covered in piss yeah. <laughs> it's so it's yeah exactly so it's not a new self it's not a reimagined, perfected transformed self it's the self you already are and you're not the self you believe you are whatever self you believe you are is only an expression of you and is, is appropriate for this moment and is there to be explored and and enjoyed and celebrated as 
one way that you show yourself, but it's it's not a new state. It's not a new state. You don't need to arrive at a new state. Yeah. If it was about a state, you know, you never would have come into ex- your own expression. You would have just sat in the absolute. You know, if it was about a perfect state, you would have just not expressed. Which So it's obviously not about that. What it seems to be about is an embrace of all of it. Absolutely all of it. Wherever you are currently is always, always appropriate. And you cannot not learn something through that. It's not an intellectual learning necessarily, although you can, there is a level to it which can look intellectual, but there's a deep learning, a deep learning through reality reintegrates itself through all experience, reintegrates itself into itself. And that's what your life looks like. That's what it looks like is all of these chaotic, weird things that seem to be happening and just like, pain and pleasure and desire and fear really desire and fear are like the wings of the bird that's learning to fly it's just like (laughs) too much in this wing and then the other wing and then okay i've got the balance now you know it's and everything's totally appropriate along the way should you do your best absolutely do your best do the best you can but don't don't beat yourself up (laughs) for where you are because that's missing the point where you are is to be embraced the path is the goal the path is the unfoldment is the celebration enjoy the unfoldment enjoy the journey enjoy where you are 